Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into Sunday's gospel reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Danny Sullivan. And I'm Father Rob Gallia. And this podcast is presented to you by FIG Ministry. Welcome to Catholic Influencers Season 2. Can you believe we've already done 20 episodes? And this is our very first of Season 2, new and exciting. Are you excited, Danny? I'm excited. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> that was me being excited. I am really keen for season two. Yeah, it's going to be a, a wonderful um, exploration. I'm excited for, for a number of reasons. One is that we continue to influence people. But two, even preparing for this episode today, um, I, I learned a bit. I woke up early this morning, actually excited to study and to prepare for this, this episode. Yeah, we had a meeting set for 10.30. I was going to come in then and I get a message at nine. Well, I'm in the office. Are you coming over? <laughs> I was like, oh, exactly. not yet. <laughs> I, I was just, uh, I, just I, I love the scriptures, yeah. you see, and I'm really glad that we can get to, to know and to love the scriptures a little bit more through this podcast because um, this is one of the things that we've been given, this gift of the word of God. God speaks to us. God is alive in us through through his word. And I, I love that the Catholic Church loves the scriptures so much. You know, e- even in the Catholic Church, did, did you know that throughout the three, we go through a cycle, we go through year A, year B, and year C. And throughout the entire three years, every three years, the Catholic Church proclaims what? The entire Bible. The entire Bible. So the entire scripture from beginning to to end this proclaim, but that also includes weekday masses. But it, how nice and how important, how nice that it, the Catholic Church gives the scriptures so much importance. And we want to do the same, but we don't want it just to be proclaimed, just to be spoken. We want to internalize it as well. We want to make sure it's part of our lives. Yeah. So tell us, Danny, something exciting happening today for you today. What's happening? What's been going on in your life? Do you want to tell the podcast world oh, about what's happening? I can tell the podcast world because I think that this will be released after my parents get back from oh the country. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going this afternoon to pick up a puppy. A puppy? A puppy. I'm very excited. Um, I'm deciding on a name. I'm choosing between Pippa or Gwendolyn. Oh, come on. It <laughs> has to be Pippa. Can you imagine how funny it would be to dog park? Gwendolyn, come here. Oh my goodness. So posh walking through the streets wow. i'd be embarrassed to call my dog oh, mind you i have a strange name my <laughs> yeah. dog is called gozo so yeah people already look strange when you call that out <laughs> but uh, having a dog is so nice eh? it's just so mm. comforting and it's someone to love someone to care for like that i'll uh, have a friend you'll have a, finally <laughs> danny will have a friend i've been waiting my whole life for this moment <laughs> to have a friend yeah, i just had to buy one <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. So what dog is it? Um, she's a poodle, a standard poodle. Oh, so wow, kind of like okay. a medium sized dog. So I think it'd be quite funny if I give her one of those like shocking poodle haircuts oh, and wow. call her Gwendolyn, <laughs> which I don't like. I won't. That does not suit me or probably her. And it's but brown. But it would be funny. Black. Black. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, anyway, congratulations on your new dog. And Thank this, you. And so you're looking forward to have this podcast recorded and finished <laughs> yeah. so you can go and pick it Pretty up. Pretty much. Like, all right, Father Rob, let's wrap this up. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I, it's this afternoon, so I've got plenty of time to record. Yeah. What about you? What's exciting happening well, in your life, Father Rob? Well, a lot of things are exciting. We're in the middle of a tour, of a national tour, but t- today also we got some good news for the ministry as well, mm. FRG Ministry. This podcast is produced by FRG Ministry and we get to do a lot of things, um, including music, movies, um, evangelization, creating curriculum. This is not just a podcast and this is not just my music at all. So there's so much going on. But this morning we got the wonderful news that um, our 
FRG Ministry has been approved to be a non-for-profit organization. And so we're so um, excited that even especially in the United States that we can get um, continue our work through donations. And so we can continue to work this um, and evangelize. So this is pretty exciting for us as a ministry. Yeah, we're very excited. Exactly. So now you can actually possibly one day get paid for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> one day. No. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, that's good. So now we're going to have a, a little look at the book of Luke, but because uh, um, we're studying and using this in our masses throughout the next few weeks, and we have been for the last few weeks, um, and it's it's a book, one of the four gospels, of course, and it is one of the three synoptic gospels. Okay, so there's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, three synoptic gospels, and they feed from one another. So there's a lot of repetition, but there's also a lot in the scriptures in Matthew, Mark, and Luke that also contradict one another. For example, one is walking from um, one place to Jerusalem while the same episode, the same story happens when they're actually walking in the opposite direction. So which one is true? So we need to understand context and especially the context for which the author, in this case, Luke, wrote um, to his audience. Danny, just a, a little trivia. Can you tell me something about this guy, Luke? Um, tell me anything about I Luke. can tell you a couple of well maybe one thing we'll stick with one yeah and then you quickly cut in if I'm wrong yes but isn't wasn't he like a physician or a doctor yes he was a doctor and, and we know that from the Bible itself from yeah. Colossians 4 St. Paul told us 14 yeah. yeah so that's right so we know that Luke was a friend of of St. Paul but Luke wasn't a Jew okay Paul was a Jew um, Luke was a Gentile so and he wasn't well known so it's funny that he had a scripture in fact they wouldn't it's strange that they attributed his name to to this scripture because he he, he was an unknown Gentile um, but he was friends as I said with with St. Paul and he traveled to St. Paul and in fact um, we believe and um, tradition says that he even was with St. Paul when he, he shipwrecked on Malta and he was an artist they say he was an artist because we in our coke cathedral we have a painting which they say was painted by saint luke that's pretty cool it is pretty cool i don't know how they preserve these things but anyway so that's um so he was a physician so he loved people he loved him he cared for people in body mind and now we can see in soul as well mm. so when he wrote this book he wrote it to a um, he addressed it to someone do you, do you remember who he addressed it to he <laughs> Thea. Yeah. I can't Theo pronounce it. <laughs> His name was Theophilus, which yeah. um, which means Theos means God, and Philios, Philios, you know what Philios means. Is <laughs> love. Is love, yes. Yeah, so the uh, lover of God. But the, the, uh, something that the um, scholars debate, was this a real person that he was addressing, or was he addressing you and I, anyone who loves God? So I think this is one of the things that we see in, in Luke. Luke was a person who included everyone. He included the Gentile, he included the sinner, he included the saints. And he believed that uh, and he saw Jesus as the sacrifice for all of the world, not just the Jews, but everyone. Everyone was welcomed into the kingdom of God. And so that's why he, what's most important, he says, is this response that you love God. And once you love God, you follow God, then God's grace is with you and he's going to help you receive the sacrifice which he has paid. But now let's jump to um, the 
12th chapter of, of the, the gospel. Um, in fact, verses 32 to 48. And this is on the 19th Sunday in ordinary time, which we will read um, on this Sunday. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourselves with purses that do not grow old, with a treasure in heavens that do not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Let your loins be girded and your lamps burning, and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the marriage feast, so that they may open to him at once when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants who the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will put on his apron and have them sit at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third and finds them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the householder had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would have been awake and would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is the faithful and wise steward, whom the master will set over his household to give them the portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master, when he comes, will find so doing. Truly I tell you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the manservants and the maidservants and to eat and drink and get drunk. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know and will punish him and will put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew the master's will but did not make ready or act accordingly to his will shall receive a severe beating. But he who did not know and did what deserved a beating shall receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much is given, of him much will be required. And of him to whom men commit, much they will demand the more. So this is a very long but very powerful message, something that is also very relevant to our lives today. But I, I think it's also important for us to understand the context of, of which it was written. So just a quick question, Danny, what, what's the thing you got out of this most, the scripture? I think the thing that there's two maybe things that I got the most out of one at the very start, which is like store up your treasures in heaven. I think that that was really, you know, if like where your treasure is there, your heart will be. Whatever you place emphasis on, that's where your heart is mm. going to follow. I think that's really powerful. And the other thing is at the very end where Jesus is saying that those who know are going to receive a more severe beating. Like that's a bit confronting. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, I know. I like, yeah, yeah. I'm one of them, I guess. Oh, wow. um, but yeah, I think that that's like a really kind of powerful thing for everyone to remember. Yeah, so those who are given more will be judged by more. Yeah. And also the first point you said is that like it's the thing that we dwell on most, the thing we think about most mm. throughout our day is our God. You see, so the, he's telling us as well, now focus your heart, focus your mind on God. Where is your heart? Where is your mind? Where are your thoughts? Because that is where your God is and that is who your God is. So I just want to come a, a little bit into context of, of this scripture, you see, because it starts off with um, t- saying things like, um, prepare yourself, get ready, um, because th- this is something so important that we can so quickly and so easily as Christians become lazy or comfortable 
in our Christian walk. We think, okay, my walk, um, I, I go to Mass every Sunday, I haven't killed anyone, I haven't done this, I haven't done... It's a big step. It is a big step. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good place to start, yeah, yeah not killing someone. <laughs> but, you see, and, and we just justify it by the level of sin of the rest of the world, mm. okay? And that we're not as bad. But God's measurement is not by the other people of this world, but by the perfection of God. You see, but the thing is, the reality is we are far from perfect. Even the holiest of people are far from perfect. But it is not our perfection that's going to get us there. It is God's mercy and God's grace. And again, this is where Luke comes in and he says, hey, receive the sacrifice. Even if you're messed up, even if you're broken, even if you're a Gentile, even if you're a sinner, come but get ready don't get lazy so one of the first images he uses is the image of clothing you see clothing as an investment now today you see if you bought clothing it would depre- depreciate immediately okay say so you bought um, my pink shoes your pink shoes no okay? one's gonna buy them yeah exactly how, how much were they worth let's say 15 dollars. let's say 15 <laughs> so if you bought your your pink shoes at 15 dollars now even the minute you put them on yeah they're no gonna one be wants worth, my secondhand shoes yeah they're gonna be worth three five dollars yeah. okay not because it's you or mm. anything but, but because they're used so it's yeah. not considered an investment But in Palestine, it was. You see, people would invest in clothing. It was like the property of the time. While today people invest in property, they invest in, in I don't know what else people invest in. Uh, uh, but people Old cars. In, old cars, yeah. So that was appreciate as well. But it was clothing that was the thing. So they would spend so much money on uh, ornate clothing and on these dyes. And like the purple dye was the most expensive. And they would just have all these clothing as a sign of their prosperity, but also as security. You see, so if I had a lot of clothes, then I was secure. Then I could sell this if I'm in trouble, and then I have um, uh, treasures. While Jesus is saying, hey, don't store up treasures where moth can destroy it. So he's, he's saying, but it's the same thing. Don't store up treasures that, that um, can be destroyed, but store up treasures in heaven. If you put that much energy that you put into the clothing into the kingdom of God, then you would, you'd be in a good place. But at the moment, your focus, your, your thought process, your energy is on that. And your clothing is your God. And your investments and your security is your God. And God is saying, no, hey, 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 turn back. Look at me. Another thing with clothing that you might be able to help explain, Father Rob, is here where it's asking us to have our loins be girded. Yeah. I feel like that's something to do with clothing, <laughs> but it's not something I've ever had to do. Yeah, look, I think that there are two symbols that he uses here. There's the girdle and and the lamp, okay? So, um, it, it, again, it's about um, fighting the good fight. It's about getting ready, getting your hands dirty. You see, it's not easy. It is so hard. I think one of the things that we used to do as Christians when I was in my youth, when I started youth group, especially in Malta, and even when I first came to Australia, we used to promote youth ministry and we used to promote God as this, like amazing thing that will take away all your problems like you market it in a way that you follow God from now onwards you won't have any trouble you won't have anything but then I started to live sort of get out of my honeymoon period of 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 my work walk with God and I started to experience the dark night of the soul and the battle and the struggle it is to be a Christian the struggle it is to be faithful the struggle it is to 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 be kind to people the struggle it is to to pray and to be disciplined in our work with God (laughs) 
And somehow we're doing a disservice if we do, if we, we're actually not keeping to the scripture because this is what Jesus says, sort of he says, put on the girdle, sort of girdle your clothing. In other words, you see, people would wear long clothing in Palestine and it would go to their feet and you cannot work if your dress is to the floor. And this is sort of the guys as well, you know? So the guys would wear these long dresses. So he's saying, um, when when he said this, he was saying in the context, like pull up your dress sort of lift your dresses up and tie them in this belt, this girdle, so that your feet will be free, so that your hands will be free, so that you can work hard, so that you won't worry about staining your dress, so you won't need to worry about um, tearing your clothes or getting trapped or or getting caught or, or tripping over your clothes. So in other words, he's saying, guys, you and girls, you need to work hard. It is going to be hard work. But if you have these long dresses and all you care about is these long dresses and you're not tying them up, then you're not going to be able to work hard. You're going to be worried about how you appear. You're going to be worried about what you're going to lose. You're going to be worried about what it's going to cost you. But what it is going to cost you is everything. It costs everything to follow Jesus. Yeah, so with this relationship, with this you know belief in Jesus, there comes a responsibility. It's not just this joyful feeling that you can have at youth group or you know the community that you have at mass. They're important, they're good, but with this relationship, like Jesus is telling us here in Scripture, that it's going to be hard work. It is, and you know we need to be ready at all times. But I guess you know how do we do that? We don't we don't wear these long dresses all the time. Um, <laughs> there's practical things that we can do to always be ready, and I guess. One of those that jumps out at me is just prayer. You know, the mm. scripture also tells us to pray unceasingly. Yeah, to pray without ceasing. And yes, yeah. we need to do that. And, um, you know, that's how how are we going to be prepared if we don't pray unceasingly and get to know Jesus more so that it's not just a duty that we have to work hard, but it's a desire. Yes. I think that's really important. Like it's, you know, yes, it's hard, but Jesus doesn't want it to be a, a burden that takes away, you know, joy and life. He wants it to be life-giving and joyful. And it cannot be life-giving. It cannot make sense without prayer, without relationships. So God comes, and in fact, this is what the scripture is about. It's about God entering into the lives of people. Mm. And he's saying, okay, I've entered into your lives. Now I've given you a purpose. Now I've given you sort of a burden, and that burden is to prepare to meet God. Mm. Okay, so that, that, that is our responsibility, to prepare to meet God. But the thing is, we need a vision of God if we're going to fight towards God. So if you're digging for diamonds, you need to know what you're digging for. You know what I mean? You need to know. So when you find it, you know what it is, but also you know the fruit that it's going to bear you, that it might make you rich, that it might give you um, security. And this is what God is saying. Yes, I want to give you security, but eternal security. But the thing is the digging starts with prayer, with seeing what you're digging for. And so uh, it, it all starts again with this relationship, but entering the relationship is not enough. We have to keep to maintain that relationship. And th- that takes hard work. That takes a lot of wrestling, wrestling. And so like the, the, a lot of fighting. And I, I, I see this when working with people and that including reflecting on my own life, that we can become so lazy and give in to particular sin. Mm. You know, we think, ah, oh, okay, I'm only human. 
um, uh, and we justify our sin and it's almost like not worth the fight anymore. Like you, you think, oh, I'm not going to deal with this. Now one day I will deal with this sin, with this addiction, with this, with this thing that I keep going to confession with to every week, week after week, month after month. And God says, hey, okay, that's fine. Seek God's mercy, but stop being lazy. Fight. And if you are to be a Christian, you have to fight. Pick up your dress, put it in your girdle, and get fighting, get working, get your hands dirty. And that's a really good point that you just raised there as well, Father Robert Black. If, you know, with this preparedness, with getting ready, the sacraments, especially the sacrament of confession. Like, yeah, yeah we want to be ready. We want to keep turning back to God for mercy and forgiveness in the sacrament of confession. And that will, you know, help us in this fight, help us be ready. Yes, and so the sacrament of reconciliation, the sacrament of confession, is not only the forgiveness of sins, but with that comes also the grace not yeah. to do it again. It's sharpening the sword. It's it's reloading the gun. It's getting yourself again, um, putting ointments on, on your hands so you can work hard again. So this is what this, this sacrament is. It's a, It allows you to fight. And the, the, the biggest defeat um, and sort of... Cause of defeat is when people try to fight alone. They think, oh, I don't need the church. Oh, I don't need the, the sacrament of reconciliation. I don't need the Eucharist. But you might not feel it then while you're at the sacrament. You might not feel it while you're receiving communion. But they, there is given to you incredible strength to pick up your dress and put it in your girdle and to keep fighting. To, to get your loins, sort of get, put your, your dress up to your loins, up to your waist, so that you can get um, working hard. Mm. Okay? But there's a second image as well that he uses, and that's the image of the lamp. And that is, um, but there are two things of the lamp again. So in the, the Eastern lamp was not like the lamp that you have today. Um, not even today, like even a hundred years ago. Do you remember there was like the glass lamp and then there was like at the bottom there's oil. And then there's this thing that you turn and twist. I don't know. Anyway. I'm picturing Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I just recorded a music video last week and, and we used one of those lamps in the video, but I said, whoa, that's vintage. But, uh, but I think it was even, um, it had gas. But at the time, th- this was like a boat-like um, lamp, lamp. And so it was filled with oil and it was, all they did was they threw a piece of cotton, a wick, a cotton wick into the lamp and out of the spout, like, like a teapot, okay? Out of the spout. And so that would burn. So it could go out in two ways, okay? It could go out because the, the wick becomes too burnt and then it is snuffed out. Um, and, and so it is drawn towards the oil further down the wick and eventually it, it suffocates. So that's the one way it could turn out. The other way it could switch off was if you ran out of oil. And so he's, he's talking about these two things. You need to do these two things. You need to trim the wick and pull it further out. And that's, again, getting rid of the burnt things in our lives, like we're talking about reconciliation. We need to get rid of the dirt in our lives. Commit to get rid of the addiction. If you are addicted and need professional help, then get it. Do whatever it takes. Don't say, I can't. That is a defeatist af- attitude. You have to fight and continue to fight. And it's okay if you fall. It's okay if you're far from winning, but at least you're fighting. And this is what Jesus is saying. Fight, fight, fight. And then the second thing is to put your oil in. And what we were saying again is that prayer. Without oil, we don't have the strength. Without oil, we don't have the power. And so these two things are so needed for us to keep in our Christian walk. Prayer and the sacraments. And I think that another thing that comes with both of those is community. 
like, yeah, we want to be prepared. And if we're by ourselves, it can, you know, we can get that lazy attitude. We're like, okay, like I'm struggling at the moment, but it'll pick back up or, you know, oh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not as bad as the other people that I see. Whereas with community, there's people to hold you accountable and encourage you. And, you know, Mm. you can do that for them in return. And that comes with the sacraments that comes with prayer, your local parish, a youth group, your friends, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily where you get this community as long as there are people surrounding you that will help you on this journey yes and i think an important thing as well and this is always to surround yourself with people at least that's what i try to do and that's why i hang out with you who are holier than you people who are um people who are uh, uh, know god and and know god in a different way than you do and love god and and so to keep challenging one another and that's another way of of shortening the the wick getting rid of the burnt parts mm. and making sure the oil is full and 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 these they're the ones that cheer you on like when you're wrestling with god and they're saying god you can do it yeah. you can keep fighting stop you know if if like this is the thing if we didn't have faith, if we didn't have the encounter, sometimes, honestly, I think it would be so much easier. You know, that we wouldn't need to wrestle. We wouldn't need to fight. You could <laughs> just, just float through life. Just float through life, exactly. Mm, there would be nothing at the end. Exactly. But the thing is, we do know. Yeah. We do know. And that is a burden. That is why Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. Because if you didn't believe, if you didn't have faith, you don't, you don't need to wrestle. You don't need to pick up your cross. Just, just as you said, flow through life. And I think that comes back to like the very end of the scripture as well, when it says that those that do know, much will be expected of them. Yes. And we are Christians. We know the truth that Jesus is real, that heaven and hell are real, that we are called to an eternal life with him in heaven. Like we know that as Christians to be true. So there's like a lot of expectation on us. There's expectation on us to fight this fight and to proclaim his truth to those that don't know. Because we want them to know. We want them to be with us in heaven for eternity. We want as many people there as possible. And that's our calling. That's our job. That's the Great Commission here on earth. Like, And we know. So we have that expectation placed on us. Exactly. So part of the responsibility and part of the getting up uh, and not being lazy, part of mm. the fight is to be a Catholic influencer, yeah. to be people who influence others, people who... Nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> you put the jingle. But this is... This is the thing we need to focus on. We need to proclaim Jesus. We need to be influencers and be these influencers even if you're not ready, even if you're sinful, even if your life is not together. So these are the things we need to do. Other ways in which we can get ourselves ready, Danny. Um, Examples of things we can do to get ourselves ready for the kingdom of God. I think, yeah, another one would be like forgiveness. I think Mm. that's a really big one. It's so easy to just kind of hold on to little hurts. But I think being ready to forgive no matter what someone's done to you. And then also asking for forgiveness. I think that in today's society, we're kind of like, oh, you know, there's there's shame and there's ego and, you know, that's always been around, I guess. But asking for forgiveness and then readily forgiving others as well is something that we can do to just prepare and be ready. And it's not easy to forgive, eh? It's not easy. (laughs) Forgiveness is not not, not a feeling. It's a decision we have to make. And sometimes uh, 10,000 times a day. And so, um, yeah, and that's a way we can get ready. And there's an urgency. 
even throughout this whole scripture, there's, it's an urgency. Get yourself ready now. Forgive now. Proclaim Jesus now. Yeah. And, and also another thing is to help the poor. Yeah. Help the poor now. Reach out to the broken now. Don't wait until you have enough money or enough time. Live this day as though it were your last. So how are you going to help the poor? How are you going to help the broken? How are you going to help those who are less fortunate than you? The voiceless. Speak out for the voiceless. So we need to do these things now, and this is urgent. Um, and because we don't want to be caught outside, eh? Like, yeah. we don't want to be sleeping outside the, and the groom arrives and then we're by ourselves. But the ideal thing is that we are in the arms, as the bride of the church, in the arms of the groom, in the arms of God, um, and sleeping and resting in his arms, as opposed to in the arms of a stranger, you know? When our, yeah. the arms of a stranger is when our, our lamp is dead when we worried so much about our clothes, our girdles, our, our dresses, um, and our investments more than the king, more than, than the groom. Yeah, like there is nothing more fatal than thinking that we have plenty of time or thinking that there isn't an urgency this. We don't know when Jesus will return, so we need to do this now. And there's, you know, also thinking that we're invincible. That's another big, you know, flaw. We need, we need to recognize that we need Jesus and we can't do it alone. We need him in this fight with us. Mm. And so we're all going to die. <laughs> We're all going to die, each and every one of us. And we're, we're all going to face God um, one day. But the reality is none of us know when. Yeah. And, and the thing is, we have to be ready. And there's also there's the par- parousia, which is promised also and alluded to in this scripture, that Christ will come again. And will he find us ready? And I just sure hope that I will be led, ready. But not be ready when the time he comes, but be ready now. Be ready at every moment. So it's about being, getting, getting up, fighting, being aware that God has called us to greatness. He has called us to be a champion. He's called us to be a saint. And so um, this is our vocation. This is our call. With encounter comes a big cross, and that cross is, is a big fight, a big battle for us to be holy, to get our hands dirty, to, to be a people who battle um, for sanctity, to be, a, to be saints, and to call others to be saints, to draw others to that sanctity. That was a really big and. I was like, oh, what's it going to be? Oh, yeah, like others. That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think that, you know, this scripture is so full. There's the storing up your treasures, you know, for heaven and focusing your heart on the eternal. There's getting ready. There's all this, you know, imagery and stuff. And I just think that's really what we want to focus on in this podcast mm. is getting as much out of the scripture as possible so that when you go to Mass on Sunday and you hear this proclaimed, this exact words, there is a shortened version, so I don't know what your parish is going to mm. say, um, but you know exactly the context. You can pick up on these things, and that's what we hope to aim for with this podcast is to equip you as Catholic influencers with some knowledge and some insight into the scripture so that it's not just sitting there and hearing it and then it's like seeds that fell on the rocky road, but we want it to go into rich soil. We want it to be planted and bear fruits in your life. Yes, amen. And so we hope that this podcast, this season two, will bless you and uh, we will continue to study the scripture during this season we would love your feedback and please do contact us um, on social media and uh, email Danny will give you all that information at the end but it has been a blessing and it's this I cannot wait for the next episode so subscribe to this to this podcast tell your friends about this and get ready listen to this before Sunday so that you can um, go to mass ready and with more understanding of what God has to say to you this weekend. 
Mm, absolutely. And I guess the part I have to say is podcast at figministry.com. Exactly. <laughs> you said everything else. And, Thank you. And, but yeah, get in touch, please. And the FRG Ministry on our social media. Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Hey, hey. it's been a blessing. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Or you'll hear us next week. <laughs> yeah.